You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 182. Here it is, bam, and you say goddamn, this is a dope jam, but let's define the term called dope, and you're thinking me funky now, no, here is a true tale, by the ones that deal, all the ones that fail, yeah, you can move if you want to move, what it proves, it's here like the groove, the problem is this. We gotta fix it, check out the justice And how they run it, selling, smelling, sniffing, riffing And brothers trying to get swift in Selling their own, rob a home While some shrivelable, like comatose walking around Please don't confuse this with the sound I'm talking about Hello there, everyone. This is uh, 11 O'Clock Comics, and as you can tell, uh, the illustrious Mr. Vince B. is not in studio with us. He is uh, off... Uh, is, is he playing with the mouse? He's not He's no, not playing with the playing mouse. playing with Harry Potter at Universal. That's right. He's at Universal with the, with the fam. And uh, so he's not only ditched... Uh, and well-deserved vacation. Well, he's not only ditched us for uh, for this week's episode, he's also ditched us for New York Comic Con, which uh, we will talk about a little bit later. But uh, uh, filling in for for Vince in uh, in, the, in the captain's chair, I guess you if you want to call it that. I'm Christopher Neesman. Yeah, you are. I'm David Price. Yes, you are. And I'm Danny Chase. <laughs> oh God, no! Because you're not annoying, and I don't want to strangle you. <laughs> Who? Danny Chase Danny with Chase. the Teen Titans. Oh, no, you're not. You're Jason <laughs> Wood. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Most annoying superhero ever. Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't wait to talk about games because, oh. man. Oh, you know, I, I'm i almost done with games. had oh. no idea who that character is. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, no, he came in. He, he, he pretty much, I, I, I liked him. Uh, for a little while during the Titans Hunt storyline, mm-hmm. and but before that, I really didn't read too much about him. So I didn't read his his initial appearances. I didn't read his his his, uh, his early time. His first appearances on the team, I completely missed that. All I know is that he was annoying as all hell. And and yes. reading Marv Wolfman's forward at at the beginning of this book, where he's like, "Damn it, I know this can be a great character, and I'm going to show the readers that he can." And I'm like, "No, it's still one working." So, <laughs> nah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, before we get into that, let's let's yes. do our regular intro. Do the regular intro. Uh, this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics is brought to you by DCB Service. That's a discount company service.com and uh, you should know by now if uh, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time that that is the place to go and get all of your comic not just comic books but but comic book needs in general at great discounted prices I'm actually wearing a t-shirt that I uh, that I ordered through uh, through DCBS. I have a an awesome uh, giant size X Men number one coffee mug that I drink my coffee Sweet. out of every day. Uh, yeah, I'm so, wearing a banana hammock that I acquired through. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you Russian mail order brides at thirty five to forty percent off. You can get it all at DCBS. So yeah, that's the that is the place that uh, that we get our comics, and you can get your comics too. It's very easy. Just order um, monthly, and you mm-hmm. can specify for monthly. Uh, 
uh, twice a month or weekly shipping. And if you are a first-time customer at DCB Service, you can use a very special code, David. E-O-C and the number 8. As your discount code, and you'll get an additional 8% off your first order, which is awesome because there's all sorts of stuff that are already up to like 50 and 75% off. So you can think about getting stuff like 58% off or even like 82%. It's crazy. It would actually be 83, wouldn't it? I was told there would be no math. So anyway, discount comic book services. Dot com. So it's dcbservice.com. And uh, go order comics. Um, let's jump right in. Uh, drink roll call. Uh, Jason, how about you? Do you have drink the uh, blue the, moon, dude? The slice of uh, the slice of orange. I do actually, because I had some uh, the other day without the orange. And I was like, man, this is missing, missing something. something. So. It needs the yeah. orange. It needs mm-hmm. the orange. It's yeah. uh, uh, made by Coors, by the way, I believe, is it? isn't it? Is it for real? Yeah, I think you know, Blue, Moon, Blue Moon's it's, Blue Moon's it's 5.4% owned. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think it's owned by Miller Coors. Well, it um, is cold Golden Colorado, so. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, uh, I, for those wondering, it's a Belgian-style wheat ale yes. brewed mm-hmm. with coriander and orange peel. With yep. some funky commercials. I, I like the artistic Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice it's 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 a nice beer. I enjoy a blue moon on occasion. Yeah, Good it's food a, beer. Like it's a one yeah. percent drink type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I am looking a forward 1% to actually. Funny. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to actually sipping a few with you guys this weekend. I will say that oh, I cannot. A few, a few. A few. We're going to be Davis, swimming. A couple few. Yeah. Dave is not much of a beer man. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We can fix so. that. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I will drink beer, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't true. tend to. I am. Um, since you asked, Chris, I'm drinking. Uh, oh well, Red I was Bush. getting there. <laughs> I know, but come on. What are you drinking? I thought we were on a time. This AC schedule. Yeah. yeah. Redwood Creek, Precision. California Merlot. More Merlot. Cool. How's nice. the mouth feel? Is it good? It 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 is. It's 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 smooth. David, oh. you'll appreciate this. Uh, I was at a conference, say uh, an investor conference, but but uh, one of the sort of the sessions was on um, behavioral science and how you know uh, humans are conditioned to react to certain things in certain ways, and uh, and obviously the the it, it, a lot of it had to do with with how we react to investment decisions and stress and paradigms and stuff. But he was tying it into some other things and just how the human mind works. And he was telling this anecdote from a study that was done. I think at Brown University a number of years ago, they set up uh, two identical dining rooms with identical menus, and they had people come in to it was a restaurant, but they you know they used it for experiment. And they had people come in, and then in the one dining room they uh, they brought out a bottle of wine gratis, and they introduced it as uh, a new. Uh, vineyard that they had j- just gotten a contract with, and it was a ninety. You know, it was a, it was had a ninety four rating, and that it was you know this amazing wine. And they were doing a, a study uh, because the you know the vineyard was doing some and and basically saying this is you know this awesome bottle of wine. It's gratis if you're willing to give us feedback after uh, and enjoy it. And people said great. Then the other room, they nonchalantly bring out a bottle of wine and saying that they uh, who knew that. They made wine in Idaho, 
And what happens, we have some cases they wanted us to try. So uh, we have no idea what to make of it. So we're going to let you have some for free if you want it. So as you can imagine where this is going, it's the exact same bottle of wine. Right uh-huh. on both sides. Now, not only was the one that they were introduced to as a 94 rated, uh, you know, like Italian Tuscan, not only was that wine rated massively higher by everyone, like even though it was the same wine, but on top of that, the exact same food was served. And yet, on the side that thought they were drinking a really expensive bottle of wine, rated the food significantly better as well, even though it was prepared in the same way by the same chef in the same kitchen. So. It's all about the mouthfeel, dude. Yeah, seriously. It's all about it. Wow. It's the whole experience. Very good. Yep. Well, for mine, I am having... Uh, I took a trip up to Wisconsin this weekend. Oh, yeah? Oh, hush. And, yep. And uh, went up there, watched a little baseball. Um, I wasn't completely thrilled with the outcome of the game that I went to, but uh, but the company was good. I went up with uh, with Mr. Thomas Caters, who, is, uh, who has come back to... Uh, to the Flatlands, rejoined us, and uh, uh, he's of course a big Brewers fan. I'm a huge Cardinals fan, and so we went up for uh, Game One of the uh, National League Championship Series. But taking a trip to Wisconsin means that I had to stop and pick up some new Glarus, which is only available in Wisconsin. And so tonight I am having the uh, the Staghorn Oktoberfest beer from New Glarus, and it is delicious. I wish I could bring some to you guys this week in New York, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We might be able to find a couple bars in the city. Maybe, but there'll be no New Glarus there. There won't be. So you're gonna we'll have, have to, to. You're gonna have to come here for it. We'll have to overcompensate by that and and just try to get drunk on other shit. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've I've done that in New York before. Do we do we want to talk a little bit about what we're looking forward to in, in New York, or yeah. do you want to well, save first, that? I do. I I, I completely dropped the ball last week, and I do have to. It's it's a thank you, but it's also a a pimping. It, it's a promoting. I was on an episode of the Gordcast, episode fifty-six. Oh, cool. Gordon Adams. Gordon Adams was uh, was nice enough or foolish enough to ask me on, and uh, we were going to talk. We were going to talk. That was the plan. We were going to have a conversation, uh, but unfortunately, he asked me questions where I would not shut up when I was giving an answer. And no, it was yeah, really. So, uh, so for those of you who say you cannot hear me or I do not speak on this particular show. <laughs> You can listen to episode 56 of the Gordcast, and that'll pretty much give you your fill. You will, um, you will get plenty, plenty of me on, uh, on that. It's, uh, it's, it's Gordomatic, G-O-R-D-O-M-A-T-I-C dot Libsyn dot com. You'll be able to, uh, to, to get the episode from there. But he was, uh, he, he's a great host, very gracious, and, and I will be back where we can actually go have a back and forth and, and talk about comics and stuff. But I just, I promised him that um, I would let him know I was on it, and, and, and I completely fucked that up last week. So. Nice. I, was on, I was on a couple months ago and had a great yes. time talking with him. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I, it's Jason's your turn. Feeling, it's awesome. your turn. It's your turn, Chase, and I know that you'd probably love to have you on there. So, uh, there you go. Uh, in the meantime, uh, in between time, I have a thank you as well. Uh, oh. So, I get my DCBS shipment right. Oh, and, uh, where is this going? And and like, you know, sometimes because I always, you know, you order stuff in advance, and sometimes stuff gets delayed. DC, but normally, like, I'm used to the size box. The size box I get is usually like there's like one or two. There's like two different sizes of the box, right? 
And outside of maybe one time when I ordered a statue, you know, it's I'm always sort of I expect to get the same size box. So I walk in on Friday and there's this gi freaking enormous box, right? And and that's like, what did you order? I said, I honestly don't know what's in this box. I said, I don't have any statues. I don't like. There's no omnibu coming. I'm like, I don't. I don't even know what's in there. So all of a sudden, I look and it's actually two boxes from DCBS, like stacked on top of each other. So I'm like, that's really bizarre. So I open up the one. It's my shipment. I open up the other one, and there's all kinds of like popcorn in there, and it's real light. And I peel out, and there's an envelope in there which has the sneaking appearance of original art. So I'm like, oh, snap, sookie, sookie, what is this? So I open it up, and it's from our man, Andy Tom. Yeah, yep. <laughs> So it turns out, and this baffles me, because I've given my address out to anybody that's asked. I know. Apparently, Andy's asked me, and he, he, I guess I never gave it to him. I thought I could have sworn I did, but I apparently must not have. So he was like, he was trying to get me something, and I guess somehow or another, he worked out a thing where he got it to Cameron, and Cameron shipped it to me. So kudos all around for all that. It sounds like it was kind of a bit of a logistical hassle. But uh, in the in the envelope were two things. First of all, there is an awesome uh, page of original art from the actual Andy's actual contribution to our eleven o'clock anthology low concept. Yes. So it's fantastic. It's got, I mean, it's it's got awesome like it, not only is the page beautiful, but it's got I love the lettering. It's got like this this really awesome like uh cartoon lettering like like with sound effects like clothesline and rumble 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 so that's fantastic that's definitely going up and framed the gallery and then the when i saw there was a second thing in there i thought oh it's it's probably the the black panther commission that that andy was sketch was going to do for me now it wasn't andy tom sketch but it was not black panther it was my man deadpool holding a gun a smoking gun with a happy face on the end of the barrel so it's beautiful and uh and i was just giddy beyond words for both of them so thank you so much andy i i i uh love you two times so thank you very much cool that's awesome yeah very i've cool. been i mean he's been he he uh he sent me a dm on twitter letting me know like giving me updates about it because because he told me um that it's because i have a page chris has a page and and then he like he was like <laughs> i I, I'm I'm sending Wood a page, and uh, but the way he's going about it, I'm like, wow, that sounds like a lot to go through. But okay, and because uh, he he's he's unlike pretty much most of our other forum members or, or listeners, where he won't ask another co-host for your address, so he'll go about it in a sneaky way and go, yeah. hey, I know you're getting something sent to you, so let me just slide this. <laughs> he in. was like, yeah, he goes, he's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, after I asked you once, and then you didn't give it to me, I just assumed you were. A private guy like me, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, he drops a dime on anybody. So I said, I've given my address to uh, people that dislike me a lot more intensely than you do. <laughs> so, who's got comics? I, don't I got comics. comics. You got comics? I got now comics. That the D52's over. I'm done. I yeah, I, I was gonna call it. Uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm I'm actually kind of glad that we're we're recording. This is actually on a Tuesday, folks. Uh, that we're sitting down and talking with each other because I was like, didn't have to feel the need to to rush home and and dig through, you know, three or four of of the the DC fifty two comics I'm looking forward to. I actually get up read those on a plane coming out to see you guys and uh, oh. and so i'll actually be able to, to kind of sit down and enjoy well, that's them, what uh, i wanted a to ask bit. what is, is is there free wi-fi in the hotel i forgot to check i presume so but i i have to say i don't 
I, I always assume it is these days with what they charge for Manhattan hotels, right. but I, I could, I don't know. I'll, I'll double check that when we're done because I don't know if I should bring the iPad or not. That's all I was thinking. Well, if it's not, I mean, I'll, I, I'll, I'll get it for the room if it's not. Like I'm, oh, all right. you know, so just okay. bring the iPad. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, have you guys, um, have you guys read Petrograd yet? Not yet, but not it's yet. definitely on my list of things I want to get to. Yes, it is. is yeah, so good. It is. Uh, I think uh, I had talked a couple months ago about um, Mr. Murder is Dead and how it was. Um, it was one of my favorite graphic novels of the year. And before that, I was talking about you know Twenty One, the story of Roberto Clemente. Yeah. Well, now I've got I've got a third one that is going to make uh, favorite OGN of the year a really tough choice. And uh, and it's uh, Petrograd. It is uh, from Oni Press, and it's uh, written by uh, Philip Gelat uh, or Gelat, and uh, G E L A T T, and uh, uh, amazing art by uh, by Tyler Crook, who has done. Uh, did he do the fill-in issue of Six Gun? Was that Tyler Crook? Oh, maybe the name sounds it, familiar. It, it, it I'm, sounds, I'm behind sounds on my right. Six Gun, sadly. Um, He's not the new BPRD artist, is he? Yeah, yeah, he did some BPRD. He okay. Yeah, he's uh, no, he's the new guy, right? He's the, I, that's where I recognize his name. He's the, the I think because because they saw him do Petrograd, right? And then that that's they chose him. Oh, that's right, him. that's right. He's yeah, going to be the doing new going artist. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, side note. Um. Every page of Petrograd art is on display at the the Challengers oh, Rogues cool. Gallery right go. now. They've got the entire graphic novel the, on uh, display. Prices. Uh, expensive. He's uh, Tyler. Enough. Tyler's very proud of his work. <laughs> um, <laughs> well said. And <laughs> um, and and it's beautiful. It's uh, it's gorgeous stuff. I I I don't think I'll be buying any pages um, from this. Uh, by the way, speaking of original art, uh, there mm-hmm. was a little Twitter exchange, well, sometime last week with uh, Paolo from Cadence, and uh-huh. uh, I started t- tweeting to him all the different people that he represents that I have at least one piece of art from. I, I I buy a lot of art. <laughs> so let me just that. And it's like, and we thank you. He's like, and we love you for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> that's I, I. That's you know me with conventions now. Yeah, it's like yeah. I I want to go and buy one one piece of art, and uh, and so I'm trying to trying to narrow it down. I, I might be looking for a, a do what. Last year was your Busema Conan. So last, yep, yep. Yeah. Last year was Busema Conan. This year, I'm thinking um, Garcia Lopez Batman. Oh, Nike. Okay. We'll see. We'll right. see. Yeah, I gotta. It's uh, his stuff. Not 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 incredibly expensive. No, it's so. not. You know, I was uh, and kudos to oh god, who who's the one that pointed it out to me? I think maybe Bean did on the forums, but. Uh, Keith Giffen's are surprisingly yes, yes, ex- yeah, uh, inexpensive. Yeah. Like for a guy like Keith Giffen, who's been really, at, yeah, it's it's like you could depending on the uh, he's, uh, which is nice to see. He's very um, uh, Spencer Beck represent, but he's very very. It seems like Giffen is very uh, open to pricing based on his sort of determination of the popularity of the of the book. So you know, I'm sure like uh, he doesn't even have pages for sale of like of mm-hmm. his. Uh, 
you know, like some of the stuff, but but the, a lot of the stuff that maybe isn't as well known is uh, is inexpensive. And it's kind of funny because because the uh, the ambush bug pages I think actually are like super inexpensive. And I'm not an ambush bug fan myself, so it's not something I would be interested in. But for those of you out there that have a unhealthy uh, fascination with ambush bug <laughs> or uh, trencher, there you get go. like a page for like fifty bucks from the, the man himself. So yeah, I think if you spend two hundred bucks on a Keith Giffen page, that's that's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Huh? So. Interesting. Well, not not Tower Crook, but um, <laughs> uh, but but the but the book is the book is phenomenal. If uh, if you are a history buff at all, this will appeal to you. If you are a fan of espionage, this book will appeal to you. If you are interested in like World War One era Russia and the story of Rasputin, this will definitely appeal to you because it's it's all of those things. This is uh, it's basically a uh, uh, just an absolutely gorgeous original graphic novel that is uh, about the the true fictional assassination of Rasputin. Uh, a lot of those, a lot of those details are shrouded in mystery, and so this is is these cre- creators take on what could have happened. And one of the uh, one of the I, well, he is the protagonist of the story. Is not a Russian. It's actually a uh, British SIS agent. And uh, if you know kind of anything about how the uh, the the British intelligence agency works, there are there are field agents, and then there are um, there are there are uh, through the embassies there will be stations, and it's usually two to three agents that will work in a station and they are, you know, kind of like permanently assigned or, or semi-permanently assigned to a city and a country. And that is the intelligence on the ground. And then you have like the 007 types or, you know, probably more accurately, the, the Tara chase types that will go on missions and they, um, they will work with the station houses and the and those agents well the the main character in this is is one of the the station agents in uh in petrograd which was uh saint petersburg and then would later be leningrad uh well this is the time in between when it is petrograd and this um uh this british sis agent uh it works kind of both sides of the emerging revolution. He's um, uh, friendly and and always getting information from um, uh, from the um, aristocracy, but then is also involved with uh, with a woman who is uh, a Bolshevik. And so that's you s- Bolshevik, dude. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so, so you get to see through through him this this perspective of of how the country is changing, and while they're fighting the the first world war, there's all of this you know political and and social tension. Uh, there's um, a ton of protest with people talking about the one percent and yeah. how no, uh, actually kind of, <laughs> but uh, uh, so so you see his perspective. Well, represent. It, it ends up, and I and I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil the book, but um, he becomes involved in the conspiracy to kill Rasputin, and that is that's a that's a big part 
of well is is really the book of why they would want to kill Rasputin, the kind of political influence that this guy had uh, with the with the czars, and uh, it's it's awesome. It is just if you're like war or espionage or political intrigue, it, it's 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 artfully and craft craftfully done, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and it's not, it's not really that expensive. It's, a uh, it's $30, but, uh, but the dress on it is beautiful. The art is gorgeous and, uh, and it is a, it is a thick and meaty read. You, you are not left, uh, wanting, uh, more story at the end of this. It is, it is a complete story. Loved it. Yeah, I know. Um, I think uh, Josh, right? Flanagan picked it as his book of the month, yeah. like a month or two ago, and uh, yep. I think it was the first time I heard of it. But yeah, it sounds really good. That's Definitely. great. I I I highly highly suggest it. So yeah, sweet. So, so anybody else? Well, I'm sure there's something um, reading out there. Yeah. So uh, you know, a book that uh, you know, again, there's there's we every now and then we start talking that there's seems to be these sort of strange books that for some reason almost all, all for some reason seem to fall into this category where almost everybody that talks or writes about comics ends up reading them in trade so that somehow or another it means that even though they're really well received and sell well and are widely widely loved they don't get talked about a lot and um some, you know obviously yep, invincible sure. and falls of that and, and walking dead and fables um and i think another one at least for me that seems to now fall in that category is chew Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, now I read Chew and Trade, so that's I'm partly to blame. But I, I, you know, I don't think we've talked about it much on the show, and I don't know that I hear people talking about it much anywhere. In fact, like even the shows like iFanboy that do a weekly thing. Um, I mean, I guess they they every now and then mention it, but I think only I'm pretty sure only Connor reads it in single issues. Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems like it doesn't get talked about a lot as much as you would think it would, given that it's won multiple Eisners and it's you know I think most mm-hmm. people that have read it have generally found it. You know, pretty it's critically acclaimed. A lot of people that don't read a lot of comics read it. Yeah, is yeah. what I found. So yeah, absolutely. So the fourth trade just came out, uh, and it's called Flambe, and I read it this week, and it's uh, it's just a fantastic book. I mean, again, this is not a book that uh, probably isn't already on people's radar, um, and certainly John Lehman and Rob Guillory are getting much deserved. Uh, uh, recognition, you know, among the indie scene, they seem to be two of the rising stars, and I think well deserved. But um, it's just such a fun, wacky book. And one of the the things I found interesting about this trade is it collects issues sixteen through twenty. Um, but hmm. what I find fascinating is that I recall that after issue number eighteen came out in terms of single issues, the next issue to come out was issue number twenty seven, and it was like a one year later issue. Ah. And then the next month was issue number nineteen, and that's, then twenty. That, that's so, age of wild. That's shades of wildstorm right there. Yeah, yeah. And so what's interesting is that in this trade you don't get issue number twenty-seven. So in terms oh, of interesting. It, so so what's what's funny is I, I would love to know if 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 John and Rob are doing that because they just thought it would be kind of cool to you know put the trades in sequential order. Or if they're doing it almost like as a reward to those buying single issues, you know, so that they're kind of getting the story the way they intended it to in terms of the narrative jumping and then coming back. And then if you buy the trades, you'll get it eventually, but you have to have it in a more conventional linear way. So I haven't read number 27, um, 
but I, I but again I, I know what happened and I know it looked it sort of it shows you what you know the future of what's going to happen and and I think that probably would make it would color what happens in 19 and 20 in a much different way I'm sure that's um, very clever that's very clever. Yeah, yeah yeah it really was so so I don't know what happened in 27 so I can only go by what I read here and in this book basically um, up until this point for those that don't know the book is essentially the main character is Tony Chu C H U. And he's a SIBA path, which, to my knowledge, I think Rob, uh, Rob and John invented it that up. concept. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. basically he can whatever he eats, he can get like a psychic impression of everything that's ever happened to that. Except so like beets. if you except right except exactly except for beets, which is why he likes to eat beets. So like if he were to bite into a hamburger, he's gonna see everything from the cow being born to it eating grass in the fields to getting slaughtered. Like and so he hates food. You know he doesn't obviously like to eat food because of that. And he is a member of, he's a FDA agent. And the FDA is as powerful as any, it's maybe even more powerful than CIA or FBI in this world because of a avian flu outbreak that ended up wiping out more than 100 million people. And after that, they banished chicken and poultry, became illegal. So there's like speakeasies and it's like prohibited. There's, there's places where people get chicken <laughs> illegally. Tony's brother is a world famous like Food Network chef that actually ends up uh, being like a chicken guy, he actually you know ends up trying to cook chicken in, in illegal ways. Um, Tony's got a, a sister named Tony, which is kind of funny. And um, anyway, it's a really it's a very humorous book. There's sci-fi elements, um, but you know the central character is Tony and sort of his travails. He's got a crazy partner that's sort of half cyborg. He's got a boss that hates him. Um, and you're introduced to just these different concepts. And and in this book, what's interesting is for the first time the FDA has begun to lose some of its funding and lose some of its influence because uh, aliens or, or a, a giant set of alien-like script appeared in the sky, almost like giant skywriting, and it's been there. It's permanent. like It's like red flaming letters that have appeared in the sky, and they haven't gone away. So all of a sudden, everyone's concerned about alien invasions and what does it mean and trying to decipher. So all the funding that was going to the FDA is shifting to NASA and the space agencies and stuff. And as a result, like the ability to enforce the chicken ban is going away and like they're in one of the issues they introduce you to like almost like a Kentucky fried chicken and it shows you that like when it was opened in the fifties and then in the sixties and then in the seventies and then the eighties and starts like the, the neighborhood starts getting to be run down and, and it's still <laughs> open and then like and then the chicken outbreak happens and then it's all boarded up and empty and then by the end of the issue he's back in business because like no one's enforcing the chicken ban anymore. Um and uh it's just this just amazingly quirky funny smartly dialogued comic and and the characters and the settings are really quite genuinely unlike anything else that you see in comics so um it's it's a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's a comic that uses its unlimited budget in a lot of ways yeah exactly and it's reassuring in a way like not you know we talk about a lot of different stuff on this show whether it be you know prison pit or whatever but you know we we cover i think it's fair to say that that you know not to tutor on horns we i think we do a nice job of covering a lot of different nooks and crannies of the comic book market from mm-hmm. the most mainstream superhero stuff, obviously like the, the, the DC all the way to the, to the, to the more obscure, you know, indie stuff. And, you know, Chew is an image book kind of falls in between cause it's, it's well regarded now, but, but this is genuinely one of those books that it almost, it makes me proud to see is so successful because it is an unusual book. It's a book that, that, that I think is the best of what comics is about because like you said, it allows them to tell a story that's quirky. It's, it's sequential. It's, you know, it's it's open ended, yet it's got effects and 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 things happening in it that couldn't happen in a lot of mediums. Like I couldn't imagine how they'd make this TV show 
you know, obviously it wouldn't make a good movie. Um, probably a pretty, pretty badass cartoon, you know, like on Adult Swim or something, but you know, yeah. maybe that's for another time. But uh, just really, really fun stuff. And um, I, I'm just dying to read issue 27 now and then maybe go back and like insert 27 into the middle of this and reread it and see how it, how it shifts the, the, the story. But, um, but it's just cool because when you're introduced to the SIBA path concept, since then you've been introduced to like other types of, of, of food-powered beings. Like there's um, his girlfriend is a, mm-hmm. a, a Sabo Scrivener. So she can write about food so accurately that when you're reading her words, you actually taste the food. Wow! You know, um, and then there's like um, there's like someone I forget the name, but like they uh, they can like communicate through fu- through food. Um, there's a, a guy that you're introduced to in this trade. He's a vo- uh, a Vorosov, and basically he's like super genius when he eats. So like when he's munching on stuff, he's as smart as anyone's ever existed. And as soon as he stops eating, he's back to you know, basic normal intelligence. So, uh, like he's just starts piling, like eating like 10 pizzas when he's trying to solve this one particular crime. You know, he's like, he's like the ultimate <laughs> profiler when it comes to food. And at one point he clearly is on such a quest to solve this one particularly hard to solve issue. Like you, you see him and he weighs like a thousand pounds because he's just been eating <laughs> like weeks to try and solve this, this issue, you know? And then there's like this serial, ki- well, not serial killer, but like, um, Columbine-esque high school killer who, has the ability to control people through the food he eats. You know, depending on the kind of food he eats, he can get them to react in different ways. It's just crazy, crazy, like, out there stuff. And uh, it just, yeah, it deserves, you know, I, I guess it probably doesn't need the, the publicity because it seems to be doing fine on its own. But relative to, like, the podcast community and stuff, it definitely, it's one of those books much like the aforementioned, you know, Fables and Invincible and, and Walking Dead, which we've almost kind of become, like, conditioned not to talk about. And I think it mm-hmm. deserves it. To be given the love, because uh, well, man, it's, and it's it's, it, it's almost uh, it's almost a victim of its own success because it's it's there and it's good and people know it's good and so mm-hmm. it's not like this uh, this urge to to spread the word about how good it is because everybody most most comic fans that I, I would pretty much guarantee that anyone that listens to this show if they're that much of a fan is at least aware of Chu's existence and that it's yeah. a good sure. book. Yeah. So. See, yeah, I, I think that's totally fair. I, I read the first issue and I, I know that, uh, I mean, I remember the eBay issue where, where everybody was, you know, trying to sell their first printings and, and, and it was going for like 75, 80 bucks for the first yeah. issue. And, and it was, it was insane. And I, it's something that I didn't, I read and it's like okay, this is something I'd I'd like to read more of, but it's not something I need to read right now. But knowing that it's been going on for a couple of years now, and 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 you're reading it in trade, Jason, and digging it, I will. Um, I'll probably look for it this weekend. I, I it's something that, I mean, as I think we're we're of similar mind when when it comes to to certain foods. I mean, we 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 both tend to watch the same things on the Food Network. We we. Oh, yeah. All three of us watch Top Chef, and mm-hmm. I, and I, I like, I like that now. Now here's a comic book where it's kind of, you know, I. Hey, dude! I'll just, uh, I'll do just uh, when you, when you're. I mean, you're coming here Thursday. I'll just give you the first four trades. Just to sweet. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. I'll, I'll def- and, and I'll, uh, because it's, it's. Renee and I look at food differently. She, she does not. She doesn't. She doesn't understand people who eat food. To, to. Um, 
please themselves or 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 to she's comfort like food, I guess. It's she's yeah, all like much, yeah, it's just yeah, you yeah. know, I need I need to eat just because I, I don't want to die. Right, exactly. You know, I don't I don't get the whole I don't understand people like stuff, that. But I know, I know, but it's, it's great. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> well, that's what it is, but you know, I mean so to avoid well, any Chris argument. doesn't know that he's not allowed to leave the, he's I got us a hotel room with a kitchen because Chris has to cook in the kitchen while we're at the con. Awesome. Oh, nice. excellent. That's yeah. cool. We'll you bring gotta, you back a crate or something. You just know what you want. <laughs> yeah, just, y'all, yeah, we'll you all don't know yet that, of, uh, that, I'm, that I'm not actually going to the convention on Saturday. I'm going to go out and find a place to eat. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody, I know I don't want to, um, I, I, I'm just going to ask because I won't, I won't bag on it because I know apparently some people have dug it. Uh, has anybody read Pigs yet? Yeah, I, I read not. the first issue. You read the first issue, Chris? Uh-huh, yeah. What do you think? It is interesting. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I guess. No, I'm that's, not saying a girl has a good personality. That's that's generous. I mean, I... Um, I, I uh. <laughs> it, 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 had, it had an interesting hook at the end, enough that whenever it's collected, I, I, I might check it out. It, it was... Uh, All right. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> you're not feeling as much, David. Were you going to read it, Jason? Uh, it. I have the first issue here. I, I didn't. I mean, I said yeah. Wait, I was, I'll wait. I don't want to. No, I mean, dude, it's it's so far down on my on my uh, regime pile. It's it's going to be a long. I mean, it's it's going to be at least probably a month or two before I get to it. So I, I, it's 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 uh it's written by Nate Cosby and Ben McCool, and and Nate mm-hmm. Cosby was an editor at Marvel, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, actually, uh, Nate, uh, Nate Cosby. Boom. Yeah, he. Uh, he actually, there is one thing I'm looking forward. For, cowboy, uh, yes, cowboy, uh, cowboy. cowboy dot, dot Tumblr dot com with uh, it's uh, it's it's Cosby and Chris Eliopoulos, and uh, and that looks fun. But um, this is uh, is art by Brino Tamora, and it's the art was was kind of I think for me the the weakest part of of the book. Um, it's 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 fine art. But um, I think I think there was a lot going on that I kind of was. I guess I had expectations, and 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 that's that's rare for me because I always go in blind, and and I don't want to um, kind of have an idea of, of what to expect because I just I want to experience what's going on between the covers and 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 let it live or die based on what's going on between those covers. But you, you start off with a cover by Jock, which is very reminiscent of something that they. That, that he'd do for the losers. Okay. And, and I was really expecting a losers type mm. story, I guess. See, that's interesting. That's a that's that's where the the iconic nature of a cover artist like has a mental, you know, it sets a mental picture for yes. you of what's inside yeah. the book. Even if maybe that's not fair to what's inside the book, that right. like mm-hmm. it's hard to to fight that. Yeah, totally. and here it definitely isn't fair because I mm-hmm. mean he he also I mean he he did the covers and the interiors for the Green Arrow Year One, and sure. I didn't I didn't think of losers when I saw those covers, but I mean it, it's it's got the bat end up with detective for a while, right? right. So I mean he he definitely has a style, but here you have you have like five silhouettes in um, well four draped in in the Cuban flag and and one in the American flag and and the letter P in pigs. Has the uh, the hammer and sickle from the Russian flag. So I mean, there's there's a whole lot of, I guess, politics going on with this cover. And it, but it, it the art, like I said, the the art just kind of, kind of, I guess, killed it for me. And then and then you get as you read the story, it it wasn't 
I guess it wasn't tight enough for me or, or, or what I would have liked, but you have the, these two Washington, D.C. cops talking to this Russian woman, and then you get to the last page, and apparently the last page is where everybody was like, oh, crap, I wasn't sure it was going, but now I'm hooked, and now I'll see it. And it at that point, I was just like, but why were... I don't understand why the cops were involved. And it just, it, it just, it kind of, I don't know. I mean, like, like Chris said, may, maybe once, once it's collected or we have a couple issues going, then, then maybe I'll, I'll revisit it. I, I won't, I mean, I don't have the next couple of issues on order. I, I ordered the first issue. Um, actually, no, I didn't. I didn't order the first issue. I forgot about it. I asked my aunt to get it. She actually had to go to a couple different shops. She finally found it at Bergen Street. And oh, nice. uh, and she sent it to me. So I mean, it 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 has been sold out at a lot of places, and I know that. Uh, Shout out to Tom and Amy. And yes, and and I know that uh, that it was tweeted that uh, that it is sold out. Yeah. So um, are we gonna are we gonna end up at Bergen Street this weekend? I is do that, not believe so. I, no. I okay. don't know. But it's in Brooklyn. Um, it is, is in Brooklyn. Is that I've heard it's that's the only place where pizza. you can. No, it's not. That's the only place. Wait, it's not the only place for pizza. It's. No, it's the only place no, for hot dogs. The only place for hot dogs. But I'll 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 wait for uh, for you to read. It's the only place for Bergen Street. There you go, and and to visit my aunt. But which uh, I'm very 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 jealous. They had uh, a Jaime um, um, Hernandez signing there like a month ago, and yep. that makes Christmas that actually crazy. happened right before the night that Ron and I went out to dinner, and I was a. Uh, Drinking the absinthe drink that I tweeted to. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Thanks. Told about the next night. The um, I, I have it on good authority that Vince is actually reading some Love and Rockets and is enjoying some uh, some Jaime goodness. Oh, there you Vo- go. Volume Volume Four came out uh, a couple weeks ago of the the new stories. Right. Yeah. I, am, I'm I got to sit down and and power through some Love and Rockets. I I have um so good. Derek Coward was kind enough to send me the I think the Heartbreak Soup volume. So I mean I. Mm-hmm. I've always been it's Gilbert, yeah. familiar, yeah, and it's and it's great, and I mean, and I I I flip through Birdland probably once or twice a year, and and that's um that's definitely not for the kids, but mm-hmm. it's um you know I mean I'm I I do like the um, the brothers Hernandez and and uh, but I sadly my my library is 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 lacking right. some love and rock. Well, as you guys know, that is a huge white space for me because we've talked about it before in the show. And uh, speaking of Derek, actually, you know, Derek, uh, on uh, on his show, he's not generally fond of, uh, uh, of of when people are like, well, why do you tell me why you like this? Like, that's not really his. He doesn't really like that. But mm-hmm. it, by, it's probably been almost two years since I mentioned on the show that I because I, uh, I remember there was that free comic book day up, uh, issue two or three mm-hmm. years ago of Love and Rockets. Mm-hmm. And I read mm-hmm. that. That was the first Love and Rockets I read. And I had expressed at the time that I, you know, that it was sort of a weird thing because I had never read any but obviously it's so critically acclaimed and that it, it that the issue in particular didn't really grab me and i was kind of just curious to people that loved it why and you guys all shared your thoughts but then derek was kind enough i think shortly thereafter to uh on on the premise of my saying why do people like it spending like an hour of his of comic book noise talking about why he likes love and rockets and uh wow so but uh but but i it's that's one of those things like i very much want to try but it's also because there's so much of it, it's by different creators. You know, it's 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 hard to know, like when you haven't read any of it, like what to read, like like because it's not uh, like okay, right? It's right. not like volume one, volume two. You know, it's not like like people. Everyone gives you different advice. Like some people say, "We'll just yeah. start at the beginning." Other people say, "No, you got to uh, read this, this, that." You know, and it's just so difficult to know 
what to try. You know, you know, I, I, I think that, I think if you just start with volume one of the new stories, you'll be fine. And if you yeah. like it enough, and you want to put, you know, spend the money to get the Locust and Palomar hardcovers, then you can do that because they're beautiful and they're great. Um, you know, Palomar is um, that's the uh, the Heartbreak Soup. That's the Gilbert Hernandez stuff, and then Locust is is the Maggie Hopi stories, which is which is uh, Jaime's stuff, and right. and they're they're both they're both awesome in different ways. Um, you know, one is you know. One is about a you know a Mexican village, and it's very it's very earthy and and you know it's it's a slow pace, but it's 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 a beautiful kind of rural Mexico story. And then the other one is you know kind of punk rock scene in 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 you know Southern California, and uh, right. it's they're they're. They're great though. I actually uh, um, just scored a nice deal on Amazon. If you uh, if you go and look the uh, the art of of Jaime Hernandez, uh, it's called uh, The Secrets of Life and Death. It's a beautiful hardcover. It's uh, like more than fifty percent off right now. It's like seventeen dollars at Amazon. Oh, and it's a yeah, it's a sweet deal. I I got it today. Uh, in the mail, and it's it's an awesome art art book. If you just want, if you want to know more about him as a creator and in his art style, it's it's an awesome. I love awesome the way art. he draws women. Oh, it's, I love the way he draws. It's it's, rocks. it's very. I mean, it's it's not. Um, I guess not as curvaceous as as say Adam Hughes, but I mean, it just no. it's it's so the the line is so economical, and it just gets the point across, and it's it's just. It really it's, it's it's like if you if you mix um, Darwin Cook and Terry Moore together, it's like there there's a realism to it. He draws real people that yes, look like real people. To it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there is this beautiful cartoonist economy of line and just this you know I'm definitely going to get up on art. some Muffin Rockets this weekend. I'm so good, we should, dude. Yeah, we'll definitely. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll tag them the, on. Yeah. the the cover for for. Um, Number twenty-four of Love and Rockets might be one of my favorite comic book covers of all time. It is. Is that one of the covers that is that um, Will Pfeiffer's uh, greatest favorite? Yes. Cover? Yes. Okay. Yes. Exactly. I know exactly which one. It and is. and Will and I were were agreeing about that. Just from a design standpoint, it's absolutely perfect. From a use of of negative space, is awesome, and it it tells a story. And that's what good covers should do. It's they should be beautiful to look at and and be great pieces of design, but they should also tell a story. And this it is it is a perfect comic book. So awesome.
I've been I've been a new Teen Titans fan since um, well early on in the Wolfman Perez run. I remember when I would um, visit my grandparents in Massachusetts. My grandfather would take me to uh, to the newsstand, and and on the spinner rack there were um, there were Marvel, DC, Now, Comico books on the rack, and nice. and, uh, yep. and there was there was a uh, there was an early issue of um of the new teen titans not probably within the first year or so and um and and i remember one cover with with deathstroke where he's uh he's shooting up the uh, uh like a poster of the the titans and but it's i mean i've i've been a perez fan pretty much from that point on and um and then I found out, you know, how cool it was to see that that he drew Fantastic Four and he did work for Marvel and and White Tiger and Sons of the Dragon and things like that. But um, I, I associate him with DC, just like I've always associated Byrne with Marvel. You know, regardless of of the Man of Steel reboot and and everything else he's done, Byrne is is to Marvel as is to Perez is to DC for me. But it's it's always been as much as I've I've been a fan of Justice League of America and. And everything else DC has done, it's it's kind of the new Teen Titans that that I always that I have a soft spot for. And um, knowing that th- there was this graphic novel in the works since like the mid to late '80s is um, is you know it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's like vaporware. It was like Duke Nukem forever. You just you never thought it was ever going to happen. And <laughs> and uh, and you know, lo and behold, here we are. You know, years later. Um, and I guess they were trying to have it out last year, but, uh, but George's eyesight wasn't up to stuff. He had some eye surgery and, and, um, and then I, I don't know if it was supposed to come out earlier this year or, uh, or if once they missed their 30th anniversary, if it was just going to come out in 2011, unfortunately, uh, as, as Jason and I were saying on the forum, we, we've been agreeing a lot this week. It's been scary. Um, it's it's kind of uh, oh, yeah. it's 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 a little bit of a bummer that the book came out the third week in September while DC was was doing the new Fifty Two and 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 I'm afraid that um, I'm hoping it'll stay out there and in print and and people can check it out because it's it, it has a beginning a middle and an end it, it's a complete mm-hmm. story in in this book and and uh, and I'm hoping and, that, I, and know, it's and it's of a time. Oh, it's definitely, but I mean, it's not like th- there aren't cars or clothes that make it feel dated. Um, I yeah. mean, Nightwing's costume, sure. You know, he doesn't wear the collar anymore. He doesn't have the, the plunge neck down to his navel. Donna Troy's uh, husband, the Don mullet. Terry's still the, there. The, 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 the Yeah, the, uh, the perm Troy, mullet. Um, it's, there are, but I mean, but that's because of, of when the story, because of who the char- who the Titans were when the story started. The, the I guess... Perez started the story. He he had it plotted out, and he started drawing the book, um, and and conversations and and correspondence from years ago have um, have either been erased or just forgotten. So they might not remember where the story was originally going if it was supposed to tie in to something else. Because I know for a couple of years, they when the annuals came out, you had the Judas contract, and then that story. The, the the conclusion of the story was in the annual for that year. Um, the first appearance of the of, of the second 
vigilante, the Adrian Chase vigilante, that mm-hmm. that took place in an annual. So, I mean, for, for a while, whenever there was a storyline going on in the New Teen Titans, if it was a big deal, there the conclusions were tied into uh, to a double-sized issue that year. So I don't know if, if this this really doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like a collection. This doesn't feel like something that that was designed for a uh, part of the ongoing series, or or that they they knew this was going to be you know part one of six. This this feels like it was designed for this graphic novel. This is this is a standalone story. It it does have there's um there's some tragedy. Uh, there are because there are some things that I forgot when I stopped. I, I followed the new Teen Titans. It became Tales of the Teen Titans when yep. they gave the uh, they gave the Teen Titans and um, the Legion of Superheroes. They gave those titles Baxter runs and uh, and the titles for, and the same thing with the Outsiders. After Batman and the Outsiders became the Outsiders, the newsstand edition became t- uh, Adventures of the Outsiders, and then the Outsiders with Geo Force, Katana, Halo. That became the outsiders Baxter only direct market. Yeah. Title. In fact the uh the, the Judas contract was in Tales of the Teen Titans. Yes. Until the yeah, end. It, right. it concluded, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um and uh and it it um so it 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 was after it became the the Teen Titans in or, or the New Teen Titans as a Baxter run and then it became the Titans because they they, they were I guess trying to be analogs or, or avatars for um the 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 Greek gods and and which it, that that's kind of when it, it started to lose me. Then I came back for uh for the Titans hunt and uh and then the team Titans which was kind of a mess. But I've always been aware of of what was going on with the Titans and, and now once this once games actually saw the light of day um, I was all over it I mean I remember ordering it when DCBS first had it on the site I was like I'm there and I've been and, and for the past couple months I've been checking to make sure that you know it was still on schedule and, and I never do that for anything I don't care when something gets to me but when something like this is actually coming because you have you have two creators who we, we know Wolfman and Perez from Crisis on Infinite Earths but it's pretty much the Titans that 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 is so that, that connects the two, and um, to see them be able to tell a story, an original story, uh, featuring these characters that that I've grown up enjoying, Vic Stone and and Gar and 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 you know the first appearance, of, I mean Nightwing, Dick Grayson graduated from Robin to Nightwing in the Titans. We got Jericho, and um, and it was it was I mean Jericho his, his outfit. I, I never really, even back then, I was, <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on with that costume. But I mean, his connection <laughs> to Deathstroke, and and I mean, how how cool it was to see how how things just kind of, I guess, lined up that way. You had, I mean, you had here's Jericho, here's Joe Wilson, who his father is pretty much. His father doesn't hate the Titans. His father is just, you know, he's a mercenary, and and if 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 um, if the hive is is going to pay him to bring them the titans then then you know then then so be it so it's just a job for him but i mean you have you have a, a teammate who whose whose father has done harm to the team and it's just it was so different for me at that time i mean you had you had claremont doing his thing with with the x men and and but nothing else that any other publisher was doing was was 
it was just the Titan yeah. just unique. Well, and, and also, too, I mean, uh, by the way, I, I always thought Jericho was corn pone. In fact, my favorite part of the whole John's run was that he didn't have Jericho in it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, but but uh, but not only was Jericho with 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 his dad, but then you had. Uh, you know, Raven, who obviously was Trigon. Yes. Who, you know, is, mm-hmm. is, is, see, I joked once that, you know, like, uh, the Teen Titans have, like, this vicious cycle where, you know, they fight Brother Blood, then they fight Trigon, then they fight Deathstroke, and then they... they Rinse, repeat. repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like, the Trigon is, is, uh, is, I guess, X-Men's Apocalypse or, or, or uh, yeah. their Hellfire yeah. Club. And it, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, um, but yeah, and then, it, Trigon, I've never, I guess I just I, I was never into. I mean, I, I it was just from from seeing how the team was formed and how they all got together, and it was just I guess it was one of those things where um, I guess readers still do it to this day, where it, it was mine. I, I was there like early on or from the ground floor, and, it, and there's a connection there. So yeah, um, it was nice. It was like old home week. It was just nice having a a um, a book to read by the guys that pretty much brought everybody together. And, and it, the only thing that, that what it was the, for those that don't know, cause we, I mean, it was the book. I mean, at, you know, at the time it was that, that was like the book. That was the top book that, mm-hmm. you know, had sort of fought with and even overtaken uncanny as the yep. book, like the hot book, the book that everybody read. That was the book. And that crossover that, yeah. was great on Candy X. Oh, oh, I know. Wow. Oh, it's oh, my all time favorite. Oh, like an oversized like, oh. like slipcover of that? Oh, forget it. Uh, <laughs> apocalypse, or not Apocalypse, uh, Dark Side Dark and Side, Dark Phoenix. And, yeah. It was awesome. Oh. So good. So good. The uh, So this was Teen Titan. The new Teen Titans games was was devised by, by George Perez and, and Marv Wolfman. It's, um, it's pretty much written and plotted by those two. Uh, pencils by Perez, and you have inks. Sadly, not by uh, Romeo Tangal, but um, inks for the most part for most of this graphic novel. Uh, Mike Perkins, who uh, excellent Captain America artist in his own right, but uh, we're familiar with Mike Perkins and Alve, who's been a um, a long time Perez anchor. Yeah, uh, and inks by by George Perez, and there are definitely got the Perkins ink. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for, for the wow. most part, because in the um, in the afterward, uh, Perez mentions how when this book started, when when he started drawing this book, mm-hmm. Perkins' career in comic books hadn't even started yet. So Perkins yeah. is, is an awesome guy. I've, I've had the pleasure of having some drinks and talking to him at a couple of cons now, and uh, he 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 drew a fantastic Black Panther. Uh, commission oh, he did. Yes, at, he did. At, mm-hmm. at Sados, Sados, but uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Good guy. Um, uh, colors by Hi-Fi, so it does have that that modern color look to it. I mean, it, this doesn't the the um, the line work might feel a little old school, but the the production, the the colors, um, it's it's very modern. It's um, but well, okay, that's interesting. You say that. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I I uh, I do feel having read this though that this is a book where I would not be at all surprised to hear people that are a little younger than us feel like this book is in a style that's not to their liking. Cause I, yes. I felt like this was really fun and nostalgic, but I felt like it was of an, 
of an 80s style, like intentionally so, but I, I definitely felt like this is not, if you were just starting to read comics in the last five to ten years, this would stick out to you as a style that you're not very comfortable with or used to seeing. I, I can see that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm flipping through right now. It reads I mean, like a it reads like a mid '80s New Teen Titans story. Yes, it does. And, it and does. by the way, it you does. could say. I mean, I'm sure people could say the same thing about Alan David. You know, I mean, it just because of sure. I think Paris. It's just when they when they person becomes iconic, right? I mean, I'm, I. I think it's, it's it was a be- I think it's a beautifully illustrated book, so I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. I just think that I, put it this way: I would love to hear from feedback from some of our listeners that are younger that weren't very familiar with Perez when he was like the top guy. What they did they think the art was modern or did it feel? Oh no no no! See, I, I the line work is takes me back, but the colors sure. the, the 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 colors oh, okay. and the way okay. the book, you, the, way the book is packaged right that that feels modern to me I got you sure I can I, I'm with you on that but the 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 art the line work is definitely I mean the way he has like nightwing yelling at people or or just some of the expressions on people's faces it's it's definitely I mean I could look at one page where um where spy war is infiltrating the museum or, or right. I'm sorry the UN and I mean yeah that, that looks like that that could come out of an, uh, the first couple of years of the new Teen Titans and sure. it, there's there's absolutely it yes it's it's I mean it, it tells the story it it it, um, it does everything it needs to do in these covers but I guess if if you're a longtime fan then then there's I guess maybe a little bit of an extra bonus but no I could definitely see I mean I guess if I don't know if I say that if if somebody picked up some of those classic Marvel Man books and and was like you know and and someone tried to pass off Mick Anglo's work as, <laughs> as right. new you know right. I don't I it, it might be the same thing where it's like no this just this looks old school and and well you you know I mean being a Marvel guy growing up more of a, much more of a Marvel guy than DC guy I I although I was familiar with Perez he wasn't like my artist you know because I didn't really like when he was the top guy I wasn't really reading much of his stuff. Uh, but but certainly, like he's, I think, very much cut from that same cloth of Alan Davis, as you know, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, like in this book, when um, when uh, Gar is introduced to, uh, I think it's, uh, is it Holox, Holox? You know, the guy that's sort of the TV screen. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like I was like that that page. If you had told me that page was by Alan Davis, I wouldn't. I would have been like, oh yeah, totally. Like you know what I mean? Like like and and that's pages like that. I'm like, the, you know, I just love. I mean forget it that's as good as it gets for me so i just i think there are moments in this book that i was just like this is this is it this is as good as comic book art can be and <laughs> you know it was i mean it 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 moves at a pretty good clip you're right and i'm looking right at that page now you're talking about jason it's um i just it was i was glad to see i guess new villains that uh that our heroes had to face it wasn't you know it, it, there were no you you had the hint of Deathstroke. You had um, you got to see Batman, and and this is what actually this this threw me for a little bit of a loop because you had him, you had Nightwing refer to Robin as Tim, but it was so obviously Jason Todd, it wasn't funny. Yeah, oh. yeah, I, I do agree <laughs> but, with that. But between the hair, between yep. I mean, and and the costume with the green shorts and the elf, yeah. I mean, that was I mean, it, it, that that was it. it Robin. Tim Drake never really dressed like that. So I mean, but it was so there. There were some things tweaked here and there, but um, again, it's still it's still a, a standalone. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Wonder Girl just because I I'm more of a fan of of Donna Troy's Wonder Girl than I ever was of Troya, and I'd never really got into Troya, and and um, 
it was nice seeing Terry because I remember, I mean, I, I, Tales of the New Teen Titans number 50 is probably one of my favorite issues of all time. And that, that's the wedding of, of Donna Troy and, and, and Terry Long. And, mm. um, and it, it's, there were, um, but I mean, as far as what you need to know, I mean, everything is here in this book, you know, you find out about Starfire and, and to find out, you know, about, about Garin and it, whether, whether you were a longtime Titans reader and you know Steve Dayton isn't wrapped too tight, you, you got, there, there was no doubt about that in this book, even with a couple of pages that you saw him in, in this book. I mean, it, it just, it, I think it fit for longtime readers. It, it, it worked out for us and for anybody new who's just picking this up. I mean, is this going to be an evergreen book like Chris likes to say? Maybe not. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be up there with, with The Dark Knight or, or with The Watchmen, but it's, um, it's something that I'll recommend. I'll probably read this at least once a year. It's, it's, um, it was, it was, well. it was nice to, it, it was kind of nice to go home again. It was, I mean, yeah, Danny Chase aside, because, and that's the thing, with, with Danny Chase, when I when I kind of left the Titans, he wasn't a member of the team, and it, it's weird because I'm not. Well, what's weird is that even though I'm not a big fan of um, of annoying teen heroes or sidekicks, mm-hmm. I watched X Men First Class this weekend, and there wasn't anybody in that movie that annoyed me. So that 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 <laughs> threw me for a little bit of a loop, but. Um, Danny Chase still, I still wasn't feeling him. Whether it was his attitude or the way he talked back, or or the or, or the back and forth with with Gar, and just it just I I kind of just I'm not maybe there's a reason why I don't have kids, but it's just one of those <laughs> things where it's uh, he he was probably the only dark spot on the entire book for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he he. I mean, in fact, uh, like. In the beginning of the book, I, I I couldn't even tell if it was he or she. Yeah, that's that that too. It's like, dude, really? It's like, yeah, let's get a haircut. I mean, but it's like the original Pat, right? Nineteen eighties. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I mean, uh, but now, so uh, Faraday, I know from uh, checkmate. Tell, tell, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, so you, all right, so that that's the first time you met him. So you didn't meet him for the first time in New Frontier. Oh, oh, I guess Kingpin. I did. Yeah, no, I guess I did. I didn't really put the connect. Yeah, okay. I, I I remember him from, I remember him from an issue or two back in the day, and then of course I remember him from from Who's Who, and then and then naturally in New Frontier where they where, where he mentions how his father called him King because you know be King for a day, and and so but I forgot that like Wolfman says in in the foreword that they've used him as the liaison between the Titans and the CBI. But, um, and that, and that's the other thing. And I, I was vague on that is, was the whole mystery and, and who was really behind it. And I don't want to, I, I'm not going to go on to that, but it, it was, um, it was, it was neat to see somebody who you don't, it, it, he's a character that they really don't refer to. I mean, even before mm-hmm. the new 52, I don't know. I mean, you said checkmate, Jason. So, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't read Ruckus checkmate and I didn't read anything after that. So I don't Same know. Like I know. I know. I'll rectify that. But it's, it's, uh, I, I, so I wasn't I aware that he you was, are anymore. Was I know. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> like what, what was he, what was he in, uh, what part did he play? What role he was he the black king, I think, if I recall. I think. Uh, was he black king? It was not white I king. I thought so. Oh, wait. Oh, was that? Yeah. Was well, he was one of the kings. Yeah. What's that? 
who was Mr. Was Mr. Terrific one of the kings? Uh, uh, he was white. He was white king. That's right. Okay. All right. After After Alan Scott. Oh, okay. So yes, yeah. Faraday was. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. He no, was, no. Uh, Faraday, uh, Faraday was not. Was a he, bishop. he was a bishop. Yeah, he was. He was, he was bishop. So, so he was a white bishop. White, white bishop. bishop. Yeah. yeah, because wall the wall was the white queen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Uh, yeah, you're right. Faraday was the white bishop because it was the um, uh, it was the Middle Eastern cat that was the um, the black king. Wow, who? Uh, I mean, I, I can't take credit for this. I just look wikied it. But uh, can you can you guess his first appearance without cheating? Oh, it's probably er, mid '60s. Uh, it's uh, 1950. Wow, Danger yeah. Trail number one. Yeah, yeah, I knew he was an old character. Yeah, no kid. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Secret he, agent man. He was, uh, yeah, because he was. He's actually he predates uh, Barry Allen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he was. He was before the Silver Age. Cool. Created by Robert Canaher and Carmine Infantino. Yep. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Faraday's been around for a long time, longer than I even thought. But it's uh, it's like he was always kind of like a, an eyelash away from being uh, a Nick Fury type. In the, in yeah. The yeah, that's how he seemed in Checkmate. At yeah. Least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's like he's the guy that you know always has the book on everybody else, and that's yeah, just kind of he's always like he's the one-up guy. He's always got that. Yeah, how yeah. he exists, how he how he survives. So I've always I've always liked Checkmate that was a good book, man. I, that's, I that was a it really was. book. Yeah. Now, yep. did, did did the Rucka end on? I mean, was it like did that, when when you got to the end of or, or the last well, issue that Eric Troutman ended it? Like uh, Rucka had the sort of. I mean, I don't know exactly all that. Chris would probably know better than any of us about what exactly went down. But, you know, Rucka sort of kind of mm-hmm. walked away after 52, and then Troutman wrapped up the series. And he did an okay job, but I I, I just think it, it, it's no admonition on Troutman as a writer, but, I, you know, it's it's uh, a lot of times, you know, guys are kind of tasked with wrapping somebody else's thing up, and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, it's they do the Well, I mean, they, they, had, they had co-written it, you know, no, from, that's the, true. from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and... and Eric really, the way I felt about it, really kind of ended the story. They had their big, the big arc ended, and 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 Rucka was still a part of that. But then there were some some lingering story threads that they kind of wrapped up in uh, in the final crisis. Was it final yeah, crisis exactly. Re- they were, re- the, the, revelation. The, 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 the it was tied up in the infinite crisis, and then right, and then they it, in final crisis they kind of wrapped up the checkmate story in a you know sort of a fatalistic way i guess you could say and then uh and then who took over for like the last three was it, was or it four jones? issues was it bruce jones it was bruce jones yeah and bruce jones kind of did uh i think we could call it a story um for the last <laughs> the last three or four issues it uh yeah it, it's it's not it's it's not checkmate. It's uh, oh, yeah. you know what? That's you know what I apologies, Eric Troutman. That's I'm getting confused. Right, you're right. Yeah, Rucka Troutman co-wrote yeah. it, and then it's Bruce mm-hmm. Jones. Right. I was thinking, I was getting confused. I was thinking that Rucka left and Troutman took over those last few issues. No, no, you're mm-hmm. right. It's it's right, Bruce uh, Jones. So, so yeah, scratch mm-hmm. all that. It's the Jones stuff. I'm just talking about. Okay, yeah. Which was which was weak. It was not good. No, was it's, that out loud? it's new. So I mean, you just read it, and it's a different beast entirely. But how would you? I mean, if you had someone that's obviously read a lot of Titans, David, how would you rate this in terms of the 
like compare the, could you compare this to like the Judas contract in terms I, of thought no, of it or I mean um, different point in your life so it's probably harder to it have was it well see it's it's Judas contract is it's on its own level as is the whole Adrian Chase vigilante thing I mean that was now, just, are Danny Chase and Adrian Chase related I really hope not I don't think they are no okay. um, it's uh, see Judas contracts on a whole other level as far as I'm concerned it's well, um, Cameron Chase. It's uh, see that's a good question. A lot I of choices. If, if yeah, there are. Um, it was. It's. It is. It's games is definitely up there when it comes to Titan stories, and I mean and that's mm-hmm. and that's that's partly because I just read it and because it is. It is. It is Marvin George coming back to to their kids, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't uh, match the first couple issues of of the Titans or the Judas Contract or uh, or I mean, it's it's weird. It, it uh, I was going to throw Titans Hunt in there, but 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 Perez had, had left the the book by then. Um, Judas Contract. Judas Contract is 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 King of the Mountain. That's that's yeah, tough that's, for me. So it's yeah. it's uh, that, that's, their, that, not, that's their that's uh, their Dark Phoenix saga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that this does not topple that off the 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 hill, but it's it's close. Well, guys, um, you wanna you wanna talk a little bit about what's coming up this weekend? And um, what is coming up this week? Wait, what's what's coming up this weekend? Well, there's um, a massive curling tournament in Ottawa. That, Can I say a a, a bond swoggle? A bond swoggle. <laughs> what's, what do you call them? A bond spiel. A bond spiel. Bon, there you go. Yeah. Bond spiel. There we go. It's a bond spiel. Which I may be, I may be, uh, I may be coming and and staying with you in next April, because there's there's one in oh, New Jersey. Oh, we're gonna be busy, man. Sorry. <laughs> oh, damn. I gotta wash my month, hair, man. Yeah. Oh, that's not very I'm nice. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> no, this weekend's the New York Comic Con. Oh, what? What? Oh, I'm coming. Yes. I'm coming to see you. Oh, on my yeah. way. It's, not if I um, see you first. Mm-hmm. I'll sneak up on you. Uh, so yeah, New York Comic Con this weekend. Uh, as we already said, Vince is not going to be there with us. He's uh, he's out and in, in Harry. He's drinking uh, was butter beer. Is that what butter they drink beer. down there? Who knows? What, am I the only person that's read Harry Potter here? Uh, uh, I've read the first three books. Yeah, okay. So, you know the butterbeer. That's what they drink. Uh, Hogwarts. Uh, but, uh, no, uh, big weekend coming up. I think, uh, what, is there uh, Is there an iFanboy party on Friday night? Indeed, there is an iFanboy party on Friday night, yes. Which, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure that we'll, and, that we'll uh, hit that. With DJ Ronxo and uh, Kieran yeah. Gilson. Yeah. And McKinley yeah. and DJ, DJ Ronxo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's going to be... Uh, yeah, any other... I mean, what, what do you guys... Top fan. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys looking forward to, dude? I'm looking forward to hanging with you. Seriously, I mean, there is. Mm-hmm. I, I have absolute. When it comes to conventions, I have no plan. I don't. I don't think about panels. I don't think about. I mean, I might. My my goal is to see some creator 
friends that we've met over the years. Um, say hello, shake some hands. I have no game plan when it comes to what books I'm looking for, what sketches I want, who I want to sign anything. I It, it really is a way... It, this weekend is my time to get out of the house, get away from the everyday crap, and just to hang with my boys. Leave me, Lucille. There you go. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. I'm just... Uh, that's why I come there, is to, is to hang out with uh, with you guys and see... Well, my toiletries uh, today, yo. Oh, yo. I, 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 I went we'll to Target the other day and... Yep, did you go to Marshalls? The, did you get your party clothes? <laughs> yeah, actually, I went, I went to Marshalls and, and bought a new pair of jeans. Oh, and, uh, suck it. Oh, uh-huh. Man, look at you. It's going to be hard. Uh-huh. You're going to be sharp. Oh, they are. They're sweet. Um, and then, yeah, I went to the Target Greatland and, and got all the, the stuff for my con bag. So, you know, I'm thinking I'm thinking about doing an audio diary for this con. Oh, a vlog. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I'm I may I may do that and uh uh you know, kinda starting at three o'clock on Thursday morning whenever I'm getting up and, and my will guaranteed cranky wife uh, take me on a, on a, hmm? on a sound seeing tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well so I guess logistically for those that well, I guess it's fair if if you're listening to this, you'll be listening to it either Wednesday or Thursday, chances are if you're you're not on the fence, you're either coming or you're not, but uh but in case you're in the area and you're just sort of on the fence, I mean, it's uh, it's actually four days this year for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, although Thursday is is either you, there are no Thursday only tickets, so you either have to buy a whole a four day pass, which gets you in Thursday, or you have to be a VIP, which you, like yeah, costs some extra amount of money to be a VIP ticket, or you have to either be a creator, exhibitor, or press mm-hmm. to go on Thursday. So it's like a pre- I guess it's effectively like the San Diego it's preview. Pre- it's preview night. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and from what Friday I've heard is, uh, Friday, uh, is there, from- and there okay. are still some Friday tickets available. Sunday yeah. tickets, I think, just sold out. Saturday tickets have been sold out for a right. long time, but there are still some three-day tickets available. So now, some Friday and some three-day. Crazy pack. But the good news is, for those that were there last year, there was a ton of construction going on that basically divided the con floor into two. Um, <laughs> And there was a big walkway in between them. My understanding is, unless I'm mistaken, but my understanding is that that will all be gone now. So there will. Well, <laughs> from what I saw on the floor map, which mm-hmm. is is at the site, is that that's all cleared up, and now the con- the construction is now on the other side of the floor. Oh, is that right? And oh, okay. they have they have flipped the the floor plan from last year so you still have to go through the uh the construction zone to get to artist alley but now yeah but now that is on the north side of the building instead of the south side of the building okay now the artist alley is uh astoundingly awesome i mean it's uh they're just it's i mean i I don't even know (laughs) I, i don't know how you could even speak or see everybody three, three days is not enough to no, stop really. and talk yeah. to not i mean even half it's i mean there are people who are i consider myself very friendly with if not yeah. friends very friendly with that i did not have a chance because of either time or the amount of people that were there yeah. i didn't have a chance to stop and talk with a lot of people that i really wanted to yeah so, same here i made a list uh I, I downloaded all the Artist Alley 
you know, people on an Excel spreadsheet and just kind of were trying to call through them, seeing like I who your, I wanted I to love maybe your get spreadsheets. Art. Yeah, who I wanted to get art from, like who I wanted to say hello to, you know, who. And like you said, I j- just just doing that made me realize after a point that I'm not certainly not going to see just even to say hi to everybody that I would like to over the next mm-hmm. week. It's just not not going to happen. You know, it's just. Because, like you said, it, you'd have to basically like almost do like a wedding reception thing where you stop for like five minutes for each person, just sit high, and then move on. And that's and, and that's providing they're not already busy talking to someone Correct. else or another person Correct. making yep. a sketch. So yes, yeah. it's all now about for, the after party. Yeah, totally. For those first time congoers or, or newbies, I mean, one of the things I think we've all learned from experience is there are certain things that I mean. First of all, a con of this size, especially if it's one of your first cons, can be really overwhelming uh, if you're yep. not prepared. Um, and it will even if, well, and I should say even uh, even if you've been to as many cons as we all have, it's it's overwhelming. Certainly on a Saturday. I mean Saturday and Sunday last year. Sunday in particular because I was it was family fa- sun, Sunday's family day, and I brought my kids. And while we had a great time, it was exhausting and stressful because you know it was literally wall to wall people. And uh, while I don't mind the wall to wall for myself, but when you have two little kids you're trying to keep safe and next to you, it's hard, right? Because they're not really adept right. at sort of pushing through the crowd, but. But um, one thing I'll say to people, because you know we do uh, talk a lot about forums and people ask us questions, etiquette, tips, and whatever. Um, if you want artwork, one of the cool things about Artist Alley is that you not only get the chance to meet and say hello to your favorite writers and artists, but but they also are there. Uh, most of them, at least, will be doing some measure of sketching. Now it can range from uh, if you go up to get a book signed or say hello, they'll do a little quick like you know, mm-hmm. five minute little sketch in your book, which will literally just be a few few line strokes just as a little memento, to all the way to very detailed, almost super finished, tight inked commissions, which uh, you know, and obviously those are few and far between. Um, but the point is 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 one thing most people I think bite off more than they can chew when it comes to what they want to get like on an art side. Yeah. Cause when you're at a convention like this, it's gonna be packed. And one thing I will say is if you're only planning on coming on like Saturday or Sunday, like the oh, weekend, yeah. resign yourself to the fact that you're probably going to get very little artwork. Um, yeah. I mean, original artwork. You, you'll be able to buy prints and art books and sketchbooks and, and that sort of thing to your heart's content. But, but if you like, want them to draw you a picture beyond like a quick, here's a little thing in your book, be, it's going to be difficult by then. You start, know, gonna, start early and yeah. be prepared to – well, here, here's, here's a couple good tips. Okay, either bring individual pieces of paper or board so you can leave that with them or have multiple sketchbooks going at the same time. Because if you're you're not going to be able to drop your sketchbook off, come back 20 minutes later, pick it up and go to your next artist. Absolutely. Um, Also, bring reference. Uh, these guys are a lot of them, especially if they work for the big two, can can from memory draw a lot of characters. But you know there are tens of thousands of characters and positions and scenes that you know that these guys are not going to necessarily. You can't assume they're going to. Uh, not everyone them. knows what Mister Monster looks like, David. Exactly, and particularly <laughs> too, you know, like with a and if it's like a, a character that's very popular, like they do. Like a Wolverine or or a Superman, you may have a particular styling that you like that you need to be able to show them reference for. You know, like so so have reference available. Um, also, um, don't get ups- Like I think what, I remember my first con that I went to where I was trying to get art. It was very disappointing to me that, like as Chris alluded, the guys like didn't get me the stuff when they said they would. Like you know, be like I'll oh, come back in two hours. Come back in two hours. They don't have it. 
next thing you know, it's it's like, oh, will you be here tomorrow? Okay, sure. <laughs> come back tomorrow. Oh, can I? Can you give me your address? <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, so a couple things. Like, it's up to you. Each person has their own sensibilities in that regard. Now, I've personally, because I've been at been through the ringer uh, enough times and kind of know how I like to do it. Um, my general rule of thumb is I don't pay for art before I see it. Um, so like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to pay for, I'm not going to prepay for something until it's, it's ready, you know? And that's Mm -hmm. just because it's, and and every, every artist is going to be different, but these guys are busy. They, they are looking to stay busy enough to cover their nut. I mean, it's very expensive for these guys to come to a show like New York. Um, you know, sure. In some, in some cases they're getting, you know, if they're like a, a featured guest, they're getting maybe their airfare and hotel put up, but not all these guys are getting that. Um, you know, and, and so they have to cover their nut. And, and being in New York for two, three nights of hotels and it's eating expensive. stuff is, you know, it's a grand. You know, you bring your spouse. It's you know, you're talking about a, you know, thousands of dollars of spending probably if you had to fly and stuff. So, so these guys need to you know cover their nut, and that means they're going to probably charge you more at this con than they than they will at you know Mid Ohio or Wind or or, or or Emerald Emerald City. You know, that's. The same guy is going to charge more at New York just because he has to because it's going to cost him more. Um, so you know, be ready for that, and and also uh, just you just don't be comfortable like being honest with them in return. Like if you if you really want to get three or four sketches in your same sketchbook, you know, when you go to a guy and he says, you know, come back in two hours. If you come back in two hours and he hasn't started it yet, don't be like. Some people walk on eggshells. Say, "Hey, that's cool. Listen, uh, you know, I, I have a couple other guys I'm going to sketch this from. Do you honestly think you'll be able to get it to it in the next hour? If not, how about I take my mm-hmm. sketchbook back and maybe you can text me when you're ready, or maybe we'll have to do it another time. You, you just, you kind of need to take ownership mm-hmm. of, of, of your kind of experience and not expect these guys because they're not like not doing your sketch on purpose, like to, to, to dog you out. They're not doing it because either they bit off more than they could chew, or they had to go to a panel and do a signing, or their editor. For maybe maybe they're a freelance guy and an editor from you know Image or DC came up to him and said, "Hey, I want to talk to you about a project." And you know they're trying to make a living, so or they had to do something guys. crazy like eat or go to the yeah exactly there. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the, these guys are you know for for us it's totally as a fan it's it's just to have fun and, and experience it. But for a lot of these creators, especially again if they're freelance guys, which is I'd say more than fifty percent, if not significantly more than that, they're often there trying to network and get their stuff seen and get their next gig lined up. So. You know, just just be a little understanding of that, and then just just be honest in your communication, and, and you'll I think have a much richer experience than sort of waiting for Godot for like stuff to get done. You know, mm-hmm. I like it. And where do you advice? Yeah, and here's this goes without saying: be considerate. A little bit. Just be considerate to the people around you. Be aware of your surroundings, and just just be. It's it's an awesome time. It is, it is Disneyland for for geeks. It is the happiest place on earth, and make it that. You know, just be nice to the people around you, and uh, you know these are great, fun, awesome weekends. And, and one of the where, things where I would say, yeah, is about these shows is that uh, I mean, Chris and our big sports fans, as most of you guys that listen to the show know, um, and and you. I love my sports and I, you know, I have season tickets to Eagles and when I'm at the games, it's great. But, you know, those are different environments and that like they're testosterone driven and there's a lot of drinking and people can get out of hand. And there's this sort of that that false bravado gets going and, and it can be even a scene where like your own fans of your own team can like 
bump into each other and want to, you know, it's, it just can get silly. And and the cool thing about a convention like this is, uh, you know, call it geek love or there, there's not really much of that, if any. I mean, everyone is genuinely friendly and wants to be nice mm-hmm. and polite. So just sort of foster that environment and, and it sort of self-perpetuates, you know. Um, yeah. But definitely. And don't be afraid to say hi to us. Like, I, I, I'm always baffled when we, after a show, people <laughs> yeah. say, I saw you guys and I didn't want to say, you know, I didn't want to bother you. Like, we're, we're just there as fans like you. Like, we're not, we have no agenda. So if you see us yeah. and you recognize us and we don't recognize you, say hello. I, lo- I love to meet people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer and more hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Bathe in it. Bathe in it. Bars, <laughs> um, bottled water. If, if, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think they let it in. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's, there's just, I mean, comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, Take some airborne. You can I buy mean, airborne. I, 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 um, buy it. I, I bought <laughs> I bought a pair of boots this weekend only because I didn't want to risk a shoelace becoming untied in a men's room bathroom nice. in, in New York City. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, you know, I just and and hopefully they won't kill my feet this weekend. But I mean, it's just it's you got to be comfortable. You got to be considerate. Be be friendly. Don't don't. I just I mean, just pay it forward. I guess it, it just just don't be rude. Don't be inconsiderate. Don't don't shove people. Don't 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 knock over a little kid because you know they're they're giving out a pin to go with the new fifty two and you just gotta have it. It's just you know just. We're we're all we're all like minded people when we're at a convention. We're all there for the same reason. It's it, we're there because we enjoy the medium. And, and yeah, just don't don't you know just just don't be so you all the time. And, and, <laughs> and don't underestimate the value of just saying thanks or I oh my god yes someone because um, I I would say the first two or three conventions I went to before I really like we got into this whole world where we do the podcasting and know each other and stuff. You know, I would like walk through Artist Alley and I'd see some names of like luminaries that I loved, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, but I didn't know what to, I, I didn't have books for them to sign. I, yeah. I wasn't going to, I didn't. That's Walt Simonson. Yeah, I wasn't into commissioning art at the time. So I, I just would see them and I like, I don't know what, you know, I, I'd be thinking to myself, I don't, I don't, I have nothing to say to them. It'd be so awkward. But, but ultimately these guys are, first of all, if they're sitting at their desk they, table, they, they want to engage. Like it's, it'd be boring for them to have to sit there and do nothing. But for another thing, like these guys, they're especially like modern creators. They, they, you know, just like in you and your job, you like to be told by your boss, or your coworker, hey, you did a good job. They want to hear, like yes. sometimes, especially if it's a book that's an indie book and not selling, you know, they would, they, it can energize them to have people come and say, I love your book. Like I, it's one of, you know, mm-hmm. I, thanks for making this book. It's great. And it, it gives me enjoyment. Like it's, even if it's two minutes just to shake their hand, it, that will, it will, they will get as much out of that as you will. And it, plus you know. if, if you tell, if, if, if you tell, for example, if, if you tell Dan DiDio that, you know, hey, I think the first two issues of OMAC were, were the shit. That I think overrides anything that they that he might read on the internet because some dude's just hitting behind a keyboard talking about how he ruined the outsiders and, and everything else. It just it 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 does it just saying thank you like like, like Jason's saying just you know it, I mean I have I have a sketchbook and there's in in my sketchbook I have Peter David's signature just because I wanted to thank him for the years of X Factor and Incredible Hulk and sure. Peter Parker and it's just just because hey you know. Thanks for the work you did. I loved reading it. I'm a fan. Would you sign this? And and I mean, it, it's a sketchbook where it's just nothing but other artists. But it's it's just I wanted to let him know that I appreciate what he does. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah and this is this is a big one. It's a huge guest list. And uh, yeah, it's the last sort of yeah. the last con of the you know New York. It's they kind of shaped it's, it up now. Where 
York's sort of the, the the last of the, of yeah, the yeah. cons now. So it's it's the it's the last uh, tentpole right. uh, show of the year. So and then Absolutely. they kind of kick off the year, right? Read pop. I mean, with 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 Chicago, they kind of yeah. I think I think that's I think that's the intention, and it's it's getting that way. I think C two E two definitely took a, a step forward last year, but I think that's the intention is that you know C two E two is going to be the the big kickoff show and then you've got uh obviously the big one in the middle and then uh and then new york to kind of close the season out so and i yeah, mean and there's a, and and there's after i mean even if you're there and, and you're at the con and and you're there you have a game plan or you're just there to hang out if if um you know i mean there, there's plenty of things going on afterwards so if if uh yeah like well for in that party that chris is looting it's uh uh, Friday night, uh, nine o'clock on. It's uh, at a place called Idle Hands. It's a bar down in the village, and uh, you can go to iFanboy and iFanboy.com, and they have the information because they're they're. It's actually a they're co- they're partnering with a charity this year, Shirts for a Cure. But uh, that's right. Yeah, you know, we'll certainly be there. I mean, for a good chunk of time, and we had a great time last year at their party. And so, I mean, if anything, you, and you want to sort of have a drink with us, that's a place you could definitely do so. But we'll be around Saturday too, and you know, I'm we'll sure be we'll be. Um I mean, the three of us are on Twitter. I'm sure that that, that we'll, we'll probably be tweeting where we're heading. Um, there is still it, uh, the EOC com. So, I mean, if there, because, I mean, we, we have Harold's Chicken Shack up there on the blog. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. you know, there's... there's so I mean, if 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 stupid shit's happening, you know, we'll 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 probably tweet it or hey hey hey, hey. no, What's I don't mean stupid, stupid about- shit. I don't mean stupid shit that way. I just if things are going on, we'll probably be you know, okay. This is where we're heading. But I mean, there, there's no um, as far as I mean, like like you just mentioned, what I fanboy. You know, we know what what they have planned for Friday night. We we as as eleven o'clock comics, we uh, the three of us as convention goers, we have no. Set plan. Not We're just kind of going wherever. I mean, I'm 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 following you guys. So I mean, wherever we end up is where we end up. So I mean, I don't. Mm-hmm. If anybody's gonna come up to us and go, okay, what are your guys' plans for tonight? If I tell you, I have no idea. I'm not blowing you off. I'm not trying to tell you that. No, I just just leave me alone, kid. My I, plan. I have is, no idea. Our plan is to be drunk. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, and wrap this one up. I uh, want to remind everyone that this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics was brought to you by DCB Service. That's dis- Discount Comic Book Service. It is the best place on the internets to get your comic books at uh, fantastically reduced prices. So go Word. check it out at dcbservice.com. Uh, okay, guys. In your travels, uh, David. Why don't you lead us off? Why am I leading you off? <laughs> is that? Oh, is it my turn? Yes, it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Well, I'll tell you. I'll just uh, um, once again. I mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, it's a great deal at Amazon right now. I'm sure that you could probably get it through DCBS or their sister site, InStockTrades.com. Uh, but uh, in your travels, if you are interested at all in Love and Rockets, check out the art of Jaime Hernandez. It is uh, subtitled "The Secrets of Life and Death," and I think that's pretty a pretty apt title. So uh, uh, check that out for the art alone. It is gorgeous, and if that is uh, enough to intrigue you, then uh, then you can jump in and start uh, start reading the uh, the big world of Love and Rockets. Nice. 
Uh, I'm going to... I, I, I gave this a shot. I'm interested to see where it's going. Uh, the Last of the Greats by... God damn it! <laughs> we tagged wow. <laughs> Shit! I love it! I, I was going to do it. Just tag, That's cool. Well, just, oh, just, no, tag, cool. just tag cool. team it. Tag team it. Um, um, I'm, I'm cool with tag teaming it. Because, I mean, no, I'm just saying. I, 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 I just, uh, well, I mean, I it's it's uh, Joshua Helfelkoff, who, who yep. I'm, I'm a fan of, and, and Brent Peoples, who I really like the art in this. It's, um, I wasn't sure where it was going. It it, it definitely felt like um like a standard big two uh, first issue as far as the setup goes. It it, um, it didn't feel like an epilogue, like or I'm sorry, a prologue like some of the other first issues we've read over the past month and change have have felt like. Um, I'm not sure really how I feel about the last page yet, but it's um it was definitely. I wasn't really expecting it, but um, I, I can't say that it's uh, it's groundbreaking in any way. But I am interested to see where where we go from here. But I I really I, I enjoyed it more because I, I was talking about with having expectations and things like that before. I, I had none going into this. I just I, I didn't know what to expect, and and uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. So so kudos to the creative team for this one. Cool. Uh, I cannot disagree. Uh, so let me just shout out then. Uh, we may have already shouted this out a few weeks ago, but it's it's finally here. Um, and uh, excuse me, that is uh, Dennis Hopeless and Kevin Mellon's uh, oh, yes. new, uh, new original graphic novel, uh, Lovestruck, right? Lovestruck? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Lovestruck. Yes, sir. Uh, it's not sitting here because it's in my bag. So I read it on the way home today. But uh, no, it's uh, look. We, we've we've been friends with these guys for a long time. Uh, you know, first they first collaborated together on Gearhead way back in the day, um, and they're both starting to finally get their due. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kevin's the illustrator and Dennis is the writer. Uh, Dennis has got uh, his Marvel joint Legion of Monsters coming up soon. Kevin's got comes out Heart. this week. Yep, Kevin's got Heart yeah. coming out in a few weeks with uh, Blair Butler from uh, what was it? Uh, uh, TV fame. Uh, mm-hmm. She's in G four. G four. Yeah. Um, but but this book is uh, basically a modern, I guess cynical would be a fair statement. Look at uh, love and the Cupid mythos. Yep. And what that would be like if it were sort of in today's very real, very uh, puerile sort of existence that we have today. It's sort of if, if you if you took the romance out of the idea of Cupid, this is what you would have. And uh, uh, I thought it was a hoot. So, uh, well, I don't know if it hoots right word, but I thought it was great. It was really well done and uh, deserves more more time. Uh, maybe after you guys have had a chance to read it, but but I uh, can't wait, but yeah, yeah it's uh, it was it was quite good, and I was eagerly anticipating it. And it's always one of those funny things where you know, I mean, look, you know, you've all you all go through this too. We get sent a lot of stuff, preview copies. We get told about stuff from friends and and acquaintances, and you always have that little moment of 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 trepidation before you crack something open because you're like. Oh, I hope it's good, right? Because you're, yeah. you don't. I like, I like, I like these people, and I yeah. Really hope and you're this like either, good. so yeah. you're like, oh, if it's not good, I'm just gonna have to pretend I never really. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, so no, so so it's always a huge sigh of relief on top of generally being entertained by it. It's 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 really nice when you can genuinely say you like something by people, the human beings that you like. So kudos to those guys. Yes. You got it. All right, well, gentlemen. I will uh I will see you in a couple days. Oh yeah. 
Oh, and uh, also, uh-huh. I've been meaning to thank you to. I know every now and then we ask for iTunes reviews and stuff, but we often forget to thank people who actually do. And I happen mm-hmm. to be looking at podcasts, uh, not our pod, but looking about trying to listen to a new podcast. And I happen to, uh, to check on us because I rarely remember to do that. And I saw that we have had actually a, a fair good amount of reviews coming in the last few weeks oh, and stuff. Nice. And I just want to say thank you to uh, these people who are largely anonymous to us because they don't tell us, hey, I left your review. And, uh, you know, lion's share very flattering, complimentary, and uh, so so just thanks, thanks very much for taking the time to do that because I know it. Uh, I I don't know if people realize how much that does help in terms of just getting the word out of the show. And, and oh, it just it. means a lot. You know, it's just yeah. a, it's a, it's a nice thank you, and uh, and is. we appreciate it. Yep. All right. Well, uh, off to New York for me tomorrow, and uh, and looking forward to to meeting up with you guys on Miss Vince. But uh, it's going to be a great weekend. Looking forward to it. Definitely. You know it. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll be back uh, next week with another full-length episode of 11 O'Clock Comics. In the meantime. In the meantime. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, we'll be everywhere in an 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> yeah. All right. Rock on, guys. Station to midnight in the rain. I was minding my own business, waiting for that midnight train. Nobody inside staring at my shoes. I took out my paper to find me some good news.